What? Words. <laughs> word, word, word. Word is the word. Word is the word. Hmm. Word is the word for today. Welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagood. And I'm Audra Watley. And we are what talking are... about word is the word. <laughs> I was like, and we are? I was like, an elephant? <laughs> an elephant? I, I am not an elephant. <laughs> an elephant, as my daughter would, said when she was itty bitty. Oh, that's very cute. Elephant. I actually really miss, like, the cutesy little things that my niece and nephew used to say. Like, you know, when my niece was really young, she'd call strawberries starbities. And I'm like, Starbities? I think Starbities should be the name of them always. <laughs> well, that's what we did with Adergade. 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 And then was it until, okay, wait, she turned 15? She was 13 and a half when she found out Adergade was not the name of what it, how you pronounce it. Yeah. So she had friends that she had seen at gym, and I guess Gatorade came up and she said, oh, can you hand me that Adergade? And they looked at her immediately and said, What? What did you say? And she's like, Adergade, the Adergade. Can you hand me the Adergade? And she, they looked at her and said, you mean the Gatorade? And she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, it's spelled Gatorade. She's like, yeah, but you say Adergade. And she, <laughs> they, all, they just started laughing. And she came home and was so like, Mom! Mom! Why? Did, why did you let me say that? Yeah. And we do the same thing with chocolate. 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 Because chocolate. My, my oldest always said chocolate and so yeah. we'd always say that and quesadilla quesadilla for a quesadilla yes a quesadilla yeah that's awesome yeah i was gonna say my my brother and you know lord knows at this point this has been 50 years ago he used to call sunglasses sundadas i think you told me this. my dad my not dad on would, air but in person yeah my dad would you know my dad always wore sunglasses and so they were sundadas and so we still occasionally call them sundadas <laughs> and we call it a day do you know are you starting to have it are like I don't want to say real life because this is still real life, but I mean, like, are we starting to have podcasts versus in-person, like, friend conversations blur together and we have no idea what the fuck we've talked about? Because that's See, how I am. You know, I, but I I do that all the time because I'm like, I don't know what patient I said what to. I don't know who I've said what to because I say the same things over and over again Okay. about different things. And I'm like, if I've already told you this, you can just stop me. <laughs> You have been doing that more frequently. Just because I... Before I, you say something to me, you have actually been saying that to me. Just just because it's kind of like at some point, you know, when you've done the same stuff over and over and over and over again. And I think that's part of the reason that I'm like, I'm just ready for shift. I am so in I, I shifting need, right now. And well, it's, I'm, I'm in it. And at the same time, it's just kind of like I, I need to... Magnify not, it. Not just be in the shift, but I need to be into the next thing because... The thing that I'm in is just like, I, I feel like I just have beaten it to death. Is that <laughs> is that also because getting into the next thing will also motivate you to get you fully out yes. of where you're at? Because well, that's, I, I feel like I can't completely let go of where I am until I have at least one foot on the next thing, right? And it's not like I'm one foot out the door. That's that's not what I'm you saying. You can't. You can't but just I completely can't, jump into. I can't the just boat stop right now and start. Mm-mm. Right. I can't just stop where I am and what I'm doing and start something else. It's kind of like I'm trying to transition, and the transition is like really transitions hard. Oh yeah, it's tough. Transitions really hard, and it's like the worst part. I I think right now for a lot of people is that they 
aren't aware they're going through transitions and it's just happening to them. And right. then all of a sudden they turn around. I have so many clients right now where they turn around and something's magnific, magnif, magnified. I don't even know what word I was trying to say. Magnifi- magnifi- <laughs> Magni- magnifa. 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 Magnificent. Nope. That's not it either. Okay. Huh. We have to go back to that word. Um, but no, but like it's, it's like it's not just how intensely it's shifting, but it's like this huge catapult of boom. And it's like they turn around. It's completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew it was coming, but at the same time would do my small dosages if I could to say, hey, do you think this might... You know, oh, do you ever consider this X, Y, Z? Oh, no. Like, whatever. And then it was like I dropped that three months prior. And then, you know, it wasn't received or. Yeah, couldn't be heard at the time. Right. And then now all of a sudden it's like. And it's not an I told you so moment. Because it's not that specific. But there definitely was change and shift. And um, some people are doing fantastic. And other people are just fucking shitball in through it. Yeah, while they're kicking and screaming and, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a kicking and, well, you know, one of my clients this morning, very much more of a, um, like, unexpected, and there's so many control tactics Mm -hmm. that she really tries so hard, and, but at the same time, there's not enough of just leaning back and Mm -hmm. allowing life to happen, Mm -hmm. because I, and, you know, I... I don't know necessarily, I don't know her well enough to know if, where, if it's systems of fear, if it's systems of other things going on, but it's also part of that phase of life where the children are becoming a certain age, the spouse, you know, like it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of change that's going to happen, especially in the next two, three years. So, um, you know, especially like when you go through the kids in their different life phases, right? Like. Little Rudy is 25, going to be 26 in wow. January, which is Hard crazy. Um, and on top, like, you know, you're sitting there and you're looking at, okay, here's this 26-year-old to my 15-year-old to my 7-year-old. Then I'm also looking at the different personality dynamics, right? My son is, my youngest son is such a physical, he's just a classic Leo. Like, he's just a very... He's very physical, but at the same time, he'd be a little bit of a negative nilly. And like, and it's just like, and sometimes you're like, okay, let's see that positive side of things. And like his spirit and is He's happy. like, first I have to roar. Right, exactly. First he has to roar. And it's like, you know, he is that embodiment of a very positive, fun energy. But then... Holy shit, you complain about one more goddamn thing. I'm going to freaking lose my mind. Like, I'm just like, I love you, but damn. Like, how do we shift? How do we get that to, like, to, how do we start seeing the like, good? how can you reframe that? Right. And so. I was going to say, but he's seven. He is seven now? Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. seven now. Yeah, and at that point, they've picked up on everything around them. So, Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, and there's been a lot, I mean, it's very interesting. I mean, he, his love and passion for his family, he cares about things. He does not fully understand how good he has it. Um, and in regards to that, I mean, we did, we're not doing things traditionally with him. 
he's one of the he like Leo has a complete mix of traditional traditional mixed with we created our own world. Mm-hmm. My oldest all, all traditional. traditional. Yeah. And then here's my son. It's tra- it's all creating our own world. No traditional whatsoever. Yeah. Other than like our family traditions that we right. do on holidays, etc. But like he, you know, he he has homeschool. He gets to do his sports kind of when he wants to. He can play kind of when he wants to. He gets to see me way more than kids usually get to see their parents. But then he constantly complains. Well, I didn't have enough time with you. Well, my, baby, mommy's still got to work. Like, I still got to do things. Yeah. Like, and, like, why do you think I'm working so hard? I'm working so hard so that I actually can do whatever we want when we want to. And then I'm not having to work as much and still not have to worry about what's going on in the bank account. And so, you know, it's just, it's interesting because, like, he doesn't understand it. And so yesterday we had, I ended up having a client. My mother wanted to do something with a friend. Um, which was great because I wanted her to be able to do that. And I didn't want to take from her and say, sorry, mom, like work comes first. Like you can't go play with your friends. You know, like that's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) It's not okay. So basically. Sorry, mom. Sorry, kids. Y'all can't go play. (laughs) Yeah. Screw you guys. I got to work. Like, like that's not fair. So I just wanted to be like, okay, you know what? And I, so I had a good friend of mine totally bail me out of the jam had no problem stepping in just said hey you know let him let him hang out with me for the day it'll be fine and so he got to play with friends and he got to do all of his activities and things like that but he was gone from the house from like 8:30 until 6 and then when he got it's a long day it's a long freaking day and when he got home he's exhausted and he's tired and cranky. Well, and now he's got a little <laughs> bit of a cold, you know, because uh, he played with some of the after school kids that yeah. carry all the germs. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, he had a blast and he had yeah. so much fun. But then as soon as he got home, it was eat dinner. And then it was like, hey, buddy, bad time, go to bed. And then he looks at me and says, Mom, I haven't gotten to spend any time with you. I didn't get to play with my friends today. I was like, well, you actually got to play with after school kids. So we actually just traded. And I said, in second, um, now you just got a perfect dose of what it would be like if you went to school. Yeah. And he looked at me like, I'm so confused. It's like, buddy, I told you. This is what life would be like if you had an average person that worked an average job as a parent. Correct. You would see your kids for like two hours a day, tops. And two of those, like one of those hours was rushing you to and from school or picking you back at home from school. Then the other hour was them cooking dinner and then throwing you in bed and saying goodnight. Doing it all again the next day. Right. And what's worse is that my husband... He sacrificed for so many freaking years that it didn't even, it took me like eight years, eight years to realize, oh shit, he never even saw, he would go four or five days without seeing the kids. Mm. Because he ended up working, when little Rudy was little, he ended up working nights. So he would go to work three, four o'clock before they would even get home from school. And then he would go to work, get home at 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, go to sleep. They might kiss him while he's sleeping in the morning. He might be able to, he might get up, but most of the time it was leave daddy alone, let him get the rest he needed. Then he'd get up, go to work, and he would not see our son at all for like three, four days. So then when it came, and then he would have, finally have a day off, which then of course that day off was in the middle of the week. So the only time he got to spend with him was from four to bedtime. And then that, well, at least that was nice. And occasionally he might get an extra day. But then when, you know, the world has become the world that it is today, it was like, okay, you only get one day off. And like, that was it. 
Yeah. And it took me, a, I did not even realize this because I'm in the doing and the holding and the calling him and hey, what up? And like keeping him in the loop, not realizing the involvement to which, oh my God, I like would have sucked for me so bad because it's like you feel like you're missing out. I don't want that for him anymore. Yeah. I don't want him to feel like he can't have that. I'm working my ass off. And I'm not putting as much attention into my youngest as I probably should. Um, but it's because I'm also at like a peak time of my career where I'm trying to expand so that I can get to the next level so that I could possibly have daddy go into a forced retirement and be able to have more exciting things that he could do. Here, I got your treats. Hee hee. Look over here. What's this? Treaties. Cool. Yeah, delicate flower. So, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, but these are some of the things of where my goals go because, right. like, I'm also starting to think, okay, we're on our last youngin, as we know of. I'm still young, but I'm like, I'm not planning on any extras, but I'm just saying, you never know what the universe throws at you, but. I was going to say another year or so, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've already closed said no. Closed for the fact. Factory well, is closed. Well, no the, more. We're done. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even, I'm, I'm already there. We've already decided. There yeah. is no, there is no. <laughs> the only problem is, is that like sometimes that doesn't always happen because yeah. of age. Yeah. I turned 40 this year. Yeah. So, eek, like, I, you know, I have the precautions to have that not happen. But I just, yeah. I'm like, I'm, you just never know. And right. I'm not, I'm not planning on it. Yeah. I'm not asking for it. I'm really right. a strict, uh-uh. <laughs> like, uh-uh. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, like. That's pretty funny, though, because I, I do have friends that, you know, like, one of my good friends, she's the oldest. And, like, each of the kids have their own, like, you know, this failed, that failed, this failed, that failed. Oh, and there was four of them. <laughs> so, this birth control, that birth control. Well, <laughs> My daughter was a full-blown birth control baby. Yeah. Full-blown birth control baby. What? What is that? 4% freaking chance. Yeah. So, like, you know, and I'm sitting here like, oh, my, you know, like, I, that, I took seven pregnancy tests, tests for Christ's sake. When, like, like, I didn't even believe it. Rudy was sick when it happened. Like, you know, I, so I'm like, freaking fertile monkey. Like, what's going on with this guy? Like, he, he like I, I mean, you'd think, oh, suppressed immune system. You're sick. Oh, that's nothing's going to happen. And then here's birth control. And nope. Nope. Magic. Mm. Like, and she, but at the same time, it's like. It's like it wasn't even you that took the antibiotics. <laughs> I did it. Counteracted. He didn't even have antibiotics. He was just sick. That was even worse about it. It was a low <laughs> suppressed immune system and then boom, like whatever. And so at any rate, I kind of look at it like, oh crap, he is a fertile monkey. Like, okay, we need to stop all the things. I'm not into vasectomies and the snippage of things. That to me is unnatural. Snipping and tying and mm -mm, cutting. And, no, yeah. mm -mm, that's not a thing for me. Yeah. Um. So like I'm kind of like pro the I. IUD, IUD, I, whatever. Yeah. IUDY. <laughs> IUDY because we don't want another. Like, like, so I'm all pro about that. But like at the same time, like then you hear the horror stories of the person that had one that still ended up knocked up. And I'm like, motherfucker. Like, n no. <laughs> no. I'm busy. I'm trying to build my conglomerate. Like, I have other things to work on. <laughs> I'm trying to build my conglomerate so that I can actually have more freedom with my kids. You know, even think about the next generation. Like I'm, my brain's already thinking about when my kids 
like who their partners are going to be like yeah. what does that vision look like what kind of engagement do me and my husband want to have with our grandkids my husband's the best kid dad ever he's like he's always making things fun i'm like the most boring person like i'm just keep me in the kitchen everybody's happy but like <laughs> But him, he's like, he's the fun one. He's the go-kart. I want to make a go-kart path. We'll build a go-kart. Let's go do this. It's like, let's drive a go-kart with pumpkins on our heads. Like, you know, like, he's that guy. He's that guy that makes it fun and still are, like, and you don't have to worry about him just being a stupid male of, like, like oh, the kid drew, drove off a cliff. He's the one that, like, already created the padding in the mode yeah (laughs) like he already thinks of those things ahead of time and he nice yeah so like i can see where how much fun we would want to have with grandkids and how we would build our house to be like a playland and right probably coach like sports and different things and like we'd be the grandparents that would be doing that like that's where my brain goes yeah but yeah but my poor seven-year-old yeah i do everything wrong right now (laughs) Okay, you know it's nice to be seven and have no limitations on anything it is you know what i i find myself sometimes super jealous of you know my my daughter keeps saying i can't wait for christmas i can't wait for christmas and i'm like well you only stop saying that because you're freaking me out like i'm not you're like i'm not ready for christmas i haven't done your shopping if you want christmas now you can have it now but you're not getting anything no okay <laughs> yes <laughs> Like the Christmas lights aren't up. I haven't even done the fucking cookies. By the way, the house has to be clean, and I'd like to fix a wall. Like that would just be really nice. Like yeah. a wall that would be fixed up in our house, so that I don't know we could paint it and then have it look semi-normal. From I, yeah, but sometimes you just kind of go. Those things in the end don't matter. They really don't. They don't. They like don't. the house being clean and the wall being fixed. In the end, they really don't matter. No one is going to remember that. Yeah. I'm not worried about the remembrance of it. I'm more about the energetic shift. Yeah. Because when there's certain parts of the house that need to be, like, it's stagnant energy. Mm-hmm. And, or it hasn't been cleaned and refreshed and rebooted. Or it's like, okay, it's been sitting there. It's starting to drain me rather than boost me up. And when I do little by little, I re- I'm more of the power punch girl i'm the one that likes to dive in do the whole thing and then i'm like oh i feel fantastic like there's so many things that i've been so busy with and so committed to that i you know it's like the game closet oh yeah <laughs> like that mm-mm. yeah that's not looking great but the thing is is that one of the things i remind myself is we always end up re- redoing it after every christmas during the holidays. And it's usually my daughter that ends up being like, we need to redo the game closet. And then I'm like, okay, great. Then the Fantastic. only mess is the filing yeah. bin underneath it where it's me needing to get my shit together. Which then part of me is like, you know what? Some of the stuff I don't want to do anymore. I want to hand it off to someone else to do. Mm-hmm. Because I like my life and I like my family and I want to spend time with them. Delegate. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like there's a lot of shifts. And it's really like how we kind of see where things are going or you know really seeing what's in alignment with us of what we want to put our energy into and what and and what we can or cannot put our energy into because there's some stuff I'm like the other day I just was not in a place to talk I was just I can't have 
an in-depth conversation right now. I'm just very raw and fragile. And I feel very, I guess in my feminine, I'm very in my feminine right now. And it's makes, it's sometimes being in the feminine can make you feel very vulnerable and very exposed per se. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, when I've spent so much time in my masculine, it's, it can be very uncomfortable, but I'm also starting to notice that even my like aura ring scores are going up, you know, like my sleep, my sleep hasn't been as good this week. I don't think anybody's sleep has been good this week, but when it comes to, <laughs> yeah, except for Miko's, yeah. <laughs> Miko's always sleeping good and snacking good too. <laughs> And so, especially when she's got her aunt in a jar. Yeah. Um, in a jar, in a jar of cookies. Yes. But I mean. all I hear over here is. Hey, it's our background sound. It's fine. You know what we should do? We should just get the dogs together to create like some kind of yipping tree theme song for us. And it's just like. Like, and they can just all. Yeah. You know, she's not that She vocal. ate all of them. Usually. She ate she, all of them. Okay. I don't know if she's allowed to have any more. Yeah, no, we're done. Okay. Because she ate this? dinner like before you got here, and then she got second dinner when you got here, and now she's eating a whole cup of Cheerios, basically. <laughs> They're not Cheerios, but you know, Crunchios. Yeah, Crunchios. Crunchios. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. Well, yup. I'm into getting through some of this new understanding of how it is to be. I'm I'm into learning how to be more comfortable within my feminine. And learning to just be open to receive and allowing, you know. I think for me, it's like I have to find the balance because it's like I do really well at just being and being in that feminine energy. And I, th I think that part of, um, part of mine is like being open to receive more, but mm -hmm. then also like being more in the doing because it's like if, if I'm not in that masculine doing then I don't get seen. I want, and so it's kind yeah. of like finding the balance of like, you know, being out there so that I'm seen, but then also, you know, pulling back and, you know, still allowing myself. Because I, I actually love coming home. I and mean, my house to me is like sanctuary, even when it's a messy mess. I don't even care because it's me and my energy and my space and my stuff and my stacks and whatever else, you know. <laughs> but it's like I really love just being in the energy of quiet and calm and peaceful and I know that so many people in the world they don't have that particularly at home when you've got kids and other people and all of this stuff right yeah. and, and so much going on but um I I think it's just finding balance like whatever that is for you I we kind of have a I like I like the couch that we got mm -hmm. we got it a year ago I think we even came up with a t-shirt that said like blow up the couch 2025 because it had that <laughs> warranty where it covered like all the things yeah. and like I was like blow up the couch 2025 and then we can get a new one like <laughs> but we, I really love the couch that we have right now because all of us seem to sink into it anchor in and go into a just calm nice right and what well, I and it really is the center of your home it really like where it is. It's it like is. it's the center of your home, which is amazing. Right. And what's really cool is that like at the end of the day, it's like we shut off the stuff. We literally go and sit down. We might put on a movie. We might do something. Like my 
my husband always makes the most gorgeous, like picture perfect fires that are that last forever and you don't really have to do anything with them. I mean, I I feel kind of like an idiot when he comes home. I, I'm so proud that I made a fire. It's a good fire, but it's not picture perfect. It's like, it, I mean, it's not his it, it doesn't, like, it's not his fire. No, I, nobody can compete with his fire. Like I'm just saying. And what's it's so funny is that like, I'll be so excited. Like I, you know, cause it, it's like, he may have a late night. So of course the kids are asking for a fire. So then I go and try and like, I go and do one and it's great. And then he comes home and he kind of does his nod thing at it. And I've been tr- I've been trying to take notes and watch him when he does it. it. Just never comes out the same. I don't know why. <laughs> and it's just not my thing. It's fine, you know. Like it's different in the kitchen. He doesn't like how I cut onions. It doesn't matter. You can eat the shit anyway. It's fine. Like it's onions. <laughs> it goes in the tummy. Like we're good. Like once, once they're cooked, you won't know that they're you not won't exactly know. an eighth of an inch. It's fine. But like the fire's <laughs> blazing in my face of failure. Just get like but it's, but, but here's the thing. I think there are people. I mean, like my grandfather was one of those people. Like when he built the fire, it was like yes, the fire, you know. But and and then there's other people. You build a fire and it's just fire, right? I, I just think that there's people, and it doesn't matter if they're male or female. It's like there are people that like just have whatever it is to build that fire. <laughs> oh my god, are you? Kidding? You know what's really cool is that there's a stream of fireplaces that my husband like will send it's, it's like they'll be i don't know if they're reels or if they're pictures of different style fireplaces oh shit like <laughs> i gotta get a bigger house because my husband he, he wants these huge ones that you can like walk into <laughs> and like and i'm sitting here and i'm like i don't have a problem with this yeah like at any, at, but, for any rhyme or reason. I was going to say, but you need to leave, live somewhere other than Texas for that. Because we don't need that big a fire down here. I don't think it would matter. <laughs> I think we would just deal with it anyway. But I did, we did figure out that no matter where our next home will be, we will have to have a bedroom fireplace for our dog, Presley. <laughs> yeah. That dog curls up right in front of a fireplace. Every, every time Daddy makes a fire... He goes and gets right onto the bed and curls right up and he just knocks out. Aww. And it's like, it's like within seconds. It's like the fire's up. Okay, it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Like, and he just goes. And honestly, I just don't think he, he just doesn't hate himself. Like if he doesn't have a fire in front, he like kind of shivers and like, and, and he whines. He's a hound dog. Like yeah. Elvis Presley was right. They're crying all the freaking time. <laughs> Yeah. It's terrible. They want food, they cry. They want a fire, they cry. They're cold, they cry. They want to play, they, they cry. cry. They, want it, they don't have someone with them, sleeping with them, they cry. Like, all the time. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a hound dog. He is a hound dog. But he's super cute. He's though. a sweet hound dog, though. I oh, know. my gosh. And he's still a moose head, just like you said. Yeah. He's still a moose. Chomps <laughs> <laughs> on everything. No. I've never seen a dog, like, <laughs> amble by a plant and then snap his head sideways to take a bite of it and then keep walking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, nothing happened. I have, I have, my plastic plant still remains on the top of my stairs <laughs> in the most to... inappropriate, strange place ever <laughs> because he already tried to eat one of the entire leaves of it and he would keep going back to chomp on it, thinking it was food. Yeah. And then today, right before I left, I'm literally packed up, ready to walk out the door, and I just see him prance 
like right across and I look down and he's got the Christmas bow from the top of the stairs that somehow he got down and he's like, yeah, and he's went right down the stairs, prancing right outside toward the doggy door. And I looked at him and go, what are you doing? And then he dropped it and was like, she caught me. <laughs> and then like, and then I grabbed the bow and I was like, I will deal with this later. And he just was like, fine. Like what? Yeah. He's like, how come I can't have the bow? Yeah. No. And you're like, not yours, buddy. It's not. It's not his. But I do love how interesting it is, especially with our friend Alicia, how she's like really navigate you through, you know, not just us humans as being the energetics, but also our animals being so much. And, you know, it really helped me be able to connect with, you know, First and foremost, my daughter's dog, who is our dog, we don't do that anymore. We don't do the separation of whatever family is family. But before it used to be my daughter's dog all the time. I like, I just thought it was the beagle. Like, I couldn't get, I couldn't speak beagle and she drove me fucking crazy. And then, like, <laughs> and then I just like, I don't even like her half the time. And, and it was like, and it took, and I never would say it out loud until she came over and she like started working with us and then honestly it was like hey she's kind of like your fire she's your fire dog like she's this is how she functions she needs to be social she needs to be heard and interject and you know part of the family and right and then i realized okay when i walk into a room like you know i need to be like hey what's up how are you doing and ever since we had kind of like our heart to heart she's always like she's been amazing and then I really love her. Like, she's fantastic. And even more, it's like, you know, the last couple of days have been in a funk. And I literally, like, turn around and I go, sweet girl, I'm sorry. I am I disconnect when I am in a funk. And I was like, I still love you. And then she just kind of, like, okay. gave me a kiss, licked, and then, like, walked away. And she was yeah. fine. But she didn't, like, retaliate. She didn't do anything crazy, whatever. And then we've got our lurker. <laughs> Which, you know, she's the water dog. She's the, she's our dinosaur. She's our Great Dane that just kind of. I'm just wandering through. Yeah. You don't see me. Even though I'm like three times the size of anyone here. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't see me. Primarily lurking in the kitchen. Right? Like just pondering. Just yeah. like, hey, what's up? Nothing to see here. I'm not even here. I'm a ghost. You know, and then, and then you have our grounder, which is Presley, who is our flop, you know, Mr. Mopey Floppy. And he's totally our, he's our grounding buddy. And he makes everyone feel better and anchored and all these things. And the best part of this is I never, I was always watching Tuck Tuck and Presley with their, you know, brother, sister dynamic. Totally brother, sister. Yeah. Totally brother, sister. They sit there. She gets irritated with him. He's like, come play with me. Da, 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 da. He's like, Mr. Oh, Pest. he's totally the little brother. Like, oh. pick, 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 pick. Oh, yesterday, <laughs> Leo, like, picked up a toy to, like, say, hey, guys, let's go outside. Da, da, da. It's time to go bathroom, whatever. Threw a toy. Tuck, tuck, went to go grab it. So she's playing with the ball. And then he sees her playing with the ball. So he runs over. And then he, like, takes the ball and then pees on it. Yeah. And then she's just like. she's like, well, that's yours now. Gross. (laughs) Exactly. She's like, I'm done. But like, the, okay, but this is the, this is the bizarre part. We've been watching him for like the last week. Yeah. 
And everybody's in agreement except my... I don't know how Rudy feels about it. I think he just ignores the subject altogether. <laughs> Presley and Nui seem to be a couple. Oh, okay. They seem to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay. And having a great Dane and a Basset hound is a boyfriend girlfriend <laughs> is very entertaining because they have to they do have to be like in the same room sleep together. Aww. Um like seriously he will go and just kind of tackle like tackle on top of her like just kind of get on her but like not in the same way he does with Tuck Tuck. It's yeah. totally an affectionate play. Mm-hmm. And then she will even like, you know, put her head down and do like a flirtatious curvature and totally different than how she plays with Tuck Tuck or Miko. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Even to the point where sometimes one can't go somewhere without the other because they're checking on each other or one has to be settled before the other one will settle. Or one will cry for the other one. Even Nui will cry for him if he's like behind a door mm-hmm. or something, which is not her prerogative yeah. whatsoever. They're and really bonded. That's like they're cool. so bonded. And the funniest part is, my like literally Nui has never. She's always been more skittish. She is the most happy, the most playful, the most engaged and interactive. With everyone in the house, anyone that comes in the door, even Presley sometimes will have to try to start taking over barking for her, depending on the situation. You know, like, it's just really funny. And I look at him, what are you doing? You're a grounder. Like, let her do, like, what are you doing? And then he just sits there and he's like, oh, okay, never mind. Like, whatever. (laughs) But it's really, they're like a, they're really bond, they're really like a couple. And it's really cute. And then Leo and I kind of said the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, What's going to happen when, like, Nui's five? Yeah. And between, like, Danes are usually six to eight years, 10, 12, if you're super in good shape and nothing happens. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what if, that would be awful if he lost, like, his little first love, like, before (laughs) he even is, like, two. Well, you know, it's at some point that's just the reality and they know it happens and he'll grieve. I mean, animals... They grieve too. Yeah. And but you know, he'll he'll figure it out. Yeah. But he'll it's figure so, it out. It's so bizarre. But Alicia I, I bass it out in a Yeah. <laughs> it's very cute though. Um, but Alicia's techniques and what Alicia teaches is like it's really, really cool that it takes the five elements from Chinese medicine and uses that in the personalities for the dogs and kinda of gives you this awareness and um you know, I, I think it's really beautiful to see like how you know, your your three work together and that they're all different uh, signs in the person are different elements in the personalities and yeah. things like that. So it's very cool. Um, and the bonding. The bonding is so different between. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. Like what shocked me the most is when she came into the house and it was like here, I'm like watching Leo thinking she's all connected. And really it was our youngest mm-hmm. that was spot on all the time. And she's like, actually, no, he's right. And it was like, it was, and he is the one that always is more physical mm-hmm. than really spiritually, emotionally connected. Because sometimes when I talk to him about, you know, energy work and stuff like that, he's like, mom, what you say doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, okay, it may, it may not now. 
but at some point it will. And now he actually, he now he's playing with it. You know, now yeah. when we do, um, now when we call our spirit guides before bedtime, now when we do, you know, our energy, like we really focus on our protective bubble at night and creating our space and teaching him how to do those things. Or when he's not feeling well, you know, raising the vibration to strike down any of those illness. You know, like I, it, we were on the way to school and I was like, I don't like being sick. I was like, okay, well, let's see if we can shift that for you. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I want you to put all that ick in the middle. I was like, right in the middle of like your tummy, like, right in the pit of your tummy. I want you to put that all that ick right there. And he, he's like, like, do you have it? And he was just like, I don't know. I was like, well, what does it feel like? It's like, you know, like he then he coughed. And I was like, you know, that, do you feel that cough, that ick feeling? He was like, yeah. I go, I want you to collect all those icky feelings that feel just like that that are in your body, and I want you to put it right in the right in the middle of your stomach. And he's like, okay. And I was like, tell me when you got it. And he's like, okay, I got it. And I was like, okay. Now I want you to take like a lightning strike, and I want you to take that lightning strike, and I want you to strike the crap out of all that ick. And I want you to just watch it all just dissolve and go away. <laughs> and I was like, keep lightning striking until it's gone. And so like in the in the like car, and we're on the way to school. He's like, wah, <laughs> He's like, shah, like whatever. And he's like, I got it. And I was just like, good job, buddy. Totally fine. The like, whole day. Whole day. Three, it four days, like five days late, gone. Like yeah. no, no problem. Now, now a week later, today he's got something different and I haven't done it yet. But like at the same time, it was really it's like, go home and, <laughs> right. and he's like playing with it, you yeah. know, like, you know, it's like when we do our protective bubble and I was like, okay, what does your bubble need? Mommy's love, Christmas love, doggy's love and peace. And I'm like, okay, fantastic. Like, what do what do those things look like? And I was like, what does what does mommy's love look like, mommy? And I'm like, okay, they used to be colors. Yeah. Now they're graduating into shapes. Now mm-hmm. they're graduating into people. Now they're graduating to whatever the hell he wants to put in it, because Great. he's just playing with it and yeah. he's letting it be his own and creating it to be his own. So I love seeing him in this growth. And it's, it's interesting because, like, now when he gets upset or in the feels of something, he immediately wants to shut down and run or shut down and, sh- like, and close. And I'll go, what? stop. And I was like, come down here. And I was like, and then we talk and walk through it. And so sometimes I think I need to address some of more of the emotional feelings so we can identify more of the emotions that he's going through. Because I think sometimes when trying to do some of the shifting, the emotions don't get addressed of like what they are and how they feel and what it's like going through. So that might be like some of the next progressionary things that we'll be working on. But it's kind of fun. Yeah. Awesome. So are you going to tell everybody what your new podcast is? Yeah. Did we we mention it in the last one? I don't know. Did Did we? we? I don't know. I asked you before you came up with the title if you wanted to share the title. You said no. Okay. Now. Now we're a few, <laughs> a few episodes in. So Alicia that we were talking about earlier um, and I are doing a podcast called Healing the Wise Woman Within. And mm-hmm. its focus is primarily on. Healing the Wise Woman Within. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but it's. But it, <laughs> You guys do definitely go into yeah. So we, I mean, it's like, more detail. So we kind of we we spend more time talking about like um, you know it's it's even a little bit more educational about like quantum healing and 
you know, 3D versus 4D versus 5D. Sometimes I will go into like, let's talk about cholesterol or let's talk more specifically about, um, you know, what is that spiritual multidimensional healing look like? Um, and which is fun because I don't do that with my other podcast. Yeah. I like this one is more of my energy and like energy healing, shifting all of that realm stuff where when I do the capital life, it's more connecting to people and their stories and in addition to the educational like cholesterol or yeah. things that affect us on a physical level. Right. And so, and it's, it's interesting because one of the things I'm noticing is I'm getting called more to do more of the energetics yeah. and more of that blend, but I still have not made that shift in the capital life to that. And I don't think it's ever... I don't know if it ever will. Yeah. I was going to say, it may just not, right? I don't think it does. I don't think it's supposed to. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that we're doing is, like, we're really trying hard to keep them less than 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Just because it's more more of a, a... sound bite that somebody can listen to on a walk in the afternoon that somebody can put on and you know when they're driving to work or whatever it is we're us i think just go that... rogue and crazy and giggle until we're like oh right oh, <laughs> bye. Like, okay bye <laughs> and, we don't... Up. Yeah. <laughs> and we never plan anything we just press play and then start randomly and talking just... about shit yeah and it's fun it's like coffee hour it is or it's something still... <laughs> i think that is like coffee hour except yeah. it's usually like it's tea time it's tea time it's or whatever. tea time T-N-E. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a cute podcast name, too. I feel like that needs, like, a little kid's song, though. Like a beep, 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 beep. Come with T-N-E. Ta-da. I'm a little teacup, short and stout. <laughs> I hate that freaking song. That's a boring song. Like, what? what the fuck? Like, that's, like, I can't do that. Real Wheels on the bus bite me. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, row boat your shore. <laughs> like, row boat your shore. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. I never raised the kids on any of those. Yeah. I just didn't do it. I was not raised on them. I didn't have them around. Obviously, I don't have kids, so I didn't do it with my kids. But I do remember, like, the um, when I would coach gymnastics for two- to three-year-olds way back in the day when I was still in grad school or whatever it was, um, they would have a lot of those songs, but they didn't have necessarily the traditional ones. Mm-hmm. They had much more, like, you know, walk like a duck, quack, quack, quack. And so we would all be That's walking fine. around like a duck. And then we had, you know, the walk like a bear and you know we'd walk on all fours and whatever else but i mean it it was pretty amusing and i'm sure that at some point they had some of those more you know traditional ones but i never liked the traditional ones they always felt like you know rock my baby like they just they always had this cringy whiny like lower dense depressing vibe to me yeah. And I just like, and I know they did them to be fun, but really I think the people that were creating and singing them to people were like, motherfucker, I've sung this song so many goddamn times, I'm done. <laughs> like, like I literally think well, they were, I'm going to pull my freaking hair out or put me in an insane asylum because I can't plaster I can't a smile. Right. And I think it became reflective in the song. Yeah, I just think, I mean, which, with anyone, I think, like, if you get stuck in a world of doing the same thing over, 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 over and over yes. and over and over You start over to feel internally. Well, and it just has no feeling. I mean, right. like, it just becomes, like, I'm saying the same things that I've said 10,000 times, and I'm saying the same things that I've said 10,000 times. And 
I'm saying the same thing. I just fell asleep. Exactly. Are we done yet? I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. But no, but like here, walk like a duck. Quack, quack, quack. Like that's interactive. It's fun. Yeah, it's being it playful. Fun. It's like taking yourself through a thing. Like my, Leo was coaching gymnastics the other day. And oh my gosh, I can't wait to meet this kid. She's like become a celebrity in my mind. Because she seriously was talking about how, you know, like when they're doing some of their stretchers, there's straddle stretches, and then they're trying to get them into a position, and they'll be like, okay, you're on the shore, da-da-da, okay, now look under the water to, like, see if you can see the mermaids and whatever, and, like, this one kid, like, she came over, and the kid's, like, on her side doing something else, and, like, like in the completely contorted position, <laughs> and Leo goes over, and she's like, Sweetie, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be looking in the water to see the mermaid. She goes, like, I am the water. <laughs> awesome. And that was like, oh, my God, I love this freaking kid. And then, do you know what she said? She reminds me of you, Mom. And I was like, motherfucker. Like, what the hell? I'm like, no, no, I am the water. Yeah, but like I've totally become this hippity dippity weird. Like it's so funny. There's so many new movies out right now where some of the characters Leo watches these movies and she sees a version of me in every damn character. Every movie we watch, my oh she reminds me of you at this part. Hey, yeah. that reminds me of you. And I was just like, you know what? I think that makes me feel a little bit good. I didn't need to become famous. I didn't need to become someone on a, like, thing. You're famous in your daughter's mind. I'm famous in my daughter's <laughs> mind to the point where there's print, where she can have her children watch these movies and be like, oh, that's grandma. Oh, yeah. this part's grandma. Oh, yeah, she does that too. Hey, I think she she doesn't dance like that, but I'm pretty sure, like, I think she does dance like that. <laughs> she dances like that in her head. <laughs> Dude, it was this new, it was this uh, Netflix episode of like dash and lily which is a cute episode and it's really cute you actually might want to watch it i think you would like it but we're like in the third or fourth episode but there's this part where like she goes into this um jewish punk concert okay like and it's hilarious because they you know like their whole thing is they totally take like it's they're doing a hanukkah night and so it's a hanukkah like jewish punk whatever and so they say like the band met each other and then they partied for eight straight nights and then like and then they start playing this music and they mix the two together and it's this weird like it totally has the jewish culture but then it has this aggressive punk where it's like you almost want to punch or jam or do something. And so this girl is like, she's known as this, she's a weird one. Like she never was socially accepted. So she's got some like insecurity issues and she doesn't put herself out there anymore because she's been shut down so many times. And so they're journaling. They Like she wants to meet a guy, but she's like, can't meet this guy. So then her brother and his um partner literally like took some of her favorite books and favorite lines and then like wrote this clue passages in a doc in like a journal and so they put the journal and then they told her to take the journal and put it in like the li like the library bookstore or whatever and so she went and did that and so then this guy finds it reads the journal the first page and it's like a puzzle and so he has to go and find these books in the light in the in the library's bookstore and then figure it out to find the next step to do or etc and then leave the journal in that distinct place so then she always goes to this place and then sees whatever then all of a sudden somebody's playing the game so then the two of them start having journaling back and forth never met each other but literally getting to know each other on that 
like intellectual love level and then they start opening up and telling stories and then they tell each other oh you need to go to this place you have to drop off this and you have to do this whatever and so one of his challenges was he wanted her to go experience something where he could she could go into a place where it was kind of weird and different Mm -hmm. but still go out and whatever and so she goes to that place she starts to dance um, like she starts to see it as soon as she walks in, she gets like somebody bumps into her, yells at her, somebody spills a drink on her. Then like, I mean, instantly walked in the door. She's rejected instantly. So then she runs to the bathroom and he had already written in the mirror, Lily, get back out there. <laughs> so then she writes a note back and then she goes back into, you know, she goes back and goes back out there. And then she had met the drag queen that did the entry to it because it was an undercover like concert right like an underground concert and so that that one drag queen grabbed her and goes like girl you're not gonna be mean any over here you like you need to go dance and push her onto the dance floor so then she starts to do her like tries to get the beat and the beat's so different and it's not so she starts feeling it so she starts we're doing this weird like marching thing like stomping weirdly with her red boots or whatever and then so then she starts gyrating her hands and then she starts kicking all funky and then like people are watching her like what the fuck is she doing but then they're at the same time they're like do it girl like and so then <laughs> whatever it is just right with it. so then she but then she started like my and so then of course my daughter goes she reminds me of you right now and i'm like <laughs> are you freaking kidding me? I don't do stuff like that. And then next thing you know, her next thing, like after she did her weird kicking thing, she went, uh, and I was like, I do do that. <laughs> that I was like, part, okay. yeah, that part I would do. And then she started grabbing people and engaging with them and making jokes. With, you know, that I also do. Okay. All right. Now, you know, yeah, me okay. Yeah. Are we done? I need to go to bed and cry. Like, like it's fine. <laughs> And on that note, no. <laughs> on that note, go embrace the experience. Go do something freaking weird, and go engage other people to do something weird freaking shit with you. Awesome. 